Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, good morning, Tim. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I actually would like to start out. I caught the very tail end of the interview with Senator again, and condolences to him and uh, losing their, losing his mother this weekend and uh, the last night, excuse me. And I uh, just, just really hate to hear that, but uh, well, we hope to, I hope to make the 92 myself. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good long life. Uh, no, the session, and there's a lot of moving parts. There always is. And we'll, yeah, we'll get around to the election reform business here. But, but these, some of these criminal justice matters, you, you take aim at the illegal street racing in Atlanta, this porch piracy thing. I mean, there were other issues that you folks dealt with. We'll remember this session for Senate Bill 202, but you folks did a lot of other heavy lifting. We did, and uh, the porch piracy is a big, I mean, it was a big one. Um, you know, I think that uh, the uptick in online shopping uh, with the pandemic, I mean, was just exponential. And what you see is, you know, <laughs> a lot people are getting all sorts of items delivered to their door, whether it's groceries or, or uh, uh, medications or, or anything for that matter. And um, I think that, you know, Representative Rich said it best. I mean, if somebody's going to come up to your front door in broad daylight, then, then what are we what are we talking about in the middle of the night? Mm. So, you know, I think that uh, cracking down on people that are that brazen and uh, and can be that aggressive. I mean, you're you bring something to somebody's doorstep, and and obviously things get real serious. So. Yeah. Okay. You're getting a lot of pushback, as we've mentioned, on Senate Bill 202. The governor himself is standing his ground on this one. He's pretty full throated in his support of the bill that you folks in the House and Senate passed. Were there any parts of this? And here's the thing that we overlooked. There's a, a lot of parts to this particular bill. Any of them that gave you any concern at all? Well, Tim, I mean, I you know, I don't enjoy PR battles. Right. Uh, it, you know, and the whole the whole water clip, I mean, they're going to run with that as long as they can. You know, it's obviously a misconstrued, uh, you know, ramification of this piece of legislation. But the reality of that situation is that within 150 feet of a polling place, no voter is supposed to have undue influence. And, you know, we saw that happen. And and look, I, I wish people were as concerned with making long lines shorter than making long lines comfortable. Um, so, you know, it's it, it's a little bit ridiculous. Um, you know, polling workers can still hand out water, uh, provide water for people staying in line within that 150-foot mark. And, you know, beyond that, people can get taken care of by whoever. Um, you know, we still don't want people walking up with, you know, vote Marcus Weedower T-shirts on, right? That's just not the right thing to do for people that are about to take a vote. But that, I mean, again, other than that, I mean, I feel I, – I, I found stand – stand my ground on this bill. Um, a lot of it's being misconstrued and utilized against us. Um, it is a fair and measured bill. You know, for some reason, <laughs> well, for some reason, to, you know, President Trump drew a lot of attention, obviously, for four years. He, I think he enjoyed it. And, um, you know, I think people have, there's, there's some people that just can't get past him and they want to make everything about him. But the reality is, is since 2003, there have been 53 elections laws passed in Georgia. This is not a new topic. We, we address election matters every single year, and this is no different. 
You know, that's as good an answer, State Representative Marcus Weedauer, to a question I was going to ask, because it is being asked. Why now? It's because you lost the elections that you're now suddenly wanting to reform the election laws. But to your point, uh, and, and you can restate it, please, that, that since, what did you say, 2003, uh, four or five dozen of these? That's right. That's right. 53 bills have been passed of our elections laws since 2003. Every year we look at ways to, you know, you address things. Um, I mean, after 2018, we took on we took on uh, measures. You know, it's it's no different. I mean, and, you know, pick at it if you want. um, But it is a fair and measured approach to to, you know, continuing to make our elections accessible, free and fast. And I think fast is the part that we really need to hone in on. I mean, there's a narrative out there that we've given the state the ability to come in and take over local elections boards. That's not it at all. What we've seen over and over again is that there are certain counties that just don't take the steps to get these people through polling locations quickly. And, you know, what this does is if if there's any polling location that hits a longer wait line than an hour, they are are required to report that to the state and then follow up with the state to figure out what methods or what changes they can make to ensure that those lines don't reach an hour in the next election. I think that is – I mean, I think that's where the focus should be again – you know, why are we, you know, it's, it's, we want to make a long line comfortable instead of making a, making it go away. And that's uh, just, just a false narrative and uh, an easy attack in a, in a PR battle. Uh, other issues that are addressed in a legislative session, the one they always have to address, that is the budget, as we were discussing with Senator Again, $27.2 billion. Uh, the governor's saying, and he told us this at the outset of the session, and I think for the most part you're able to live up to it, no cuts. Uh, obviously you adjust in different areas, but no across-the-board budget cuts this time around. And in fact, restoring some of the money that was cut from last year's budget. That's right, Tim. And I think that, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm very proud of the budget. I'm very proud of the governor's leadership through the pandemic and putting Georgia in a place that, you know, that not a, I don't know if any other state's in the place of. Um, certainly not uh, passing tax breaks on top of that. Um, you know, $600 million back into education. I mean, we, we've, we've definitely taken the steps that we needed to take to, to walk a line between public health and the state of the economy. Um, and Governor Kemp did a great job with that. We're proud of this budget. The other thing that's going to go unsung here is, you know, I saw the Senate, the House, and the governor's office work better on this budget than almost anything, any other measure I've seen them work on together this year. There were some things that each of them wanted that, that you know, didn't make the cut, but everybody conceded where they needed to. It was a great process. Uh, we got some good things here locally. Um, just really proud of it and really proud of where uh, the state of Georgia is uh, in, in its economy. Uh, quickly, about a minute left, State Rep. Marcus Weedauer. You said good things locally. Give me an example or two. Well, I'll tell you, I know I said that about the budget, but I knew I, would, I don't want to get off the radio without mentioning Senate Bill 187. Senate Bill 187 uh, worked with Senator Lindsey Tippin. And um, what that that is, uh, if you remember Grace Byrne, she was r- running down Millage Avenue and was struck by a car in 2013 and left with a, a disability. And she's been working her way through the University of Georgia very strongly as, as her pace will allow. What 187 does lets let the children with disabilities, students with disabilities, uh, request a waiver to extend their Hope Scholarship uh, eligibility for a period of time should they need it if they can't get through school on a, on a normal class schedule. Really proud of that locally. Um, really happy for. And I don't know. It's it's not going to necessarily help Grace. I think she's going to uh, finish up before this goes in. But certainly, uh, students like her that come behind her. Really proud for 
for their family to champion that and our ability to get it through. All right, State Rep. Marcus Weedauer, County County Republican State Representative. Just a, just a yes or no, or another couple of seconds if you want to spend on this. Uh, did, did... Perhaps you've heard Jody Heiss is going to run for secretary of state. That opens up that House seat. Has running for Congress even crossed your mind? You know, Tim, it's funny. Everybody, I think the day you get elected to something, everybody wants to ask you what the next thing you're going to do is. <laughs> um, I can tell you right now, I'm looking at the sunrise uh, here in Oconee County, and I couldn't be happier right here. Um, I, I can't see being in D.C. four days a week. So uh, good or bad for the people around me, I'm, I'm here to stay. All right, Marcus Weedauer, State Representative Marcus Weedauer, Oconee County Republican. Best of luck. Happy Easter, and thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Dan. Have a great day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.